everybody. Uh, how you guys doing? <laughs> All right. Well, um, first off, I'm just, just wanted to say I'm so thankful for Epic Life. Um, I've been coming here for about two months now, and I remember the first day walking in, and um, I just felt just this really loving presence when I walked in, and um, I just knew like there was something about this place that just felt like home, and um, so I just want to say like I'm so thankful for each and every one of you guys. Um, I know there's people I haven't met yet, but um, yeah. So when um, Eric asked me to share my testimony, I was like really taken aback. So I was like, whoo, like <laughs> the Lord loves to put me out of my comfort zone. Um, and so um, I was asking the Lord, like, what do I want to share like about my story? And um, as some of you may know, um, I recently just got back from an 11 month mission trip um, called the World Race. And so I'm going to share my experience um, basically leading up to the world race um, and just hearing, like, God's voice and him guiding me through that. So, um, so yeah, I first heard about the uh, mission trip when I was a sophomore in college, and um, I saw this video, and um, my friends were talking about it, and the second I saw it, um, I just, like, heard the Holy Spirit say, this is for you, go. And... I was kind of hesitant about it, but I was also like, I just started crying because I knew it was from the Lord. Um, but I had, I'd never done anything that extravagant before. And um, I had just recently renewed my relationship with the Lord before college. Um, and so, uh, but I was so hungry for more of who God was. Like this was the first time in my life that um, it wasn't just like a religion, but it became more of a relationship. And so, um, and I knew, like, um, the Lord put missions in my heart at a young age. Like, I just had a heart for the nations. Um, and so I told my parents about this, and they were like, that sounds awesome, but no. And um, I was really discouraged just because, like, my whole life, like, I've always wanted to please my parents, and um, disappointment was like, I just never wanted to do anything that would just disappoint them. And so I listened to them and, um, I was like, all right. So, um, I stayed put and I, they told me that the reason they said no is like, you need to finish what you've started and that is college. And so I stayed put and I graduated from college. So, um, after I graduated, um, this was three years later after I graduated, um, I got a job just a couple months after, um, I studied photography, so, um, and I was pursuing weddings, so I was shooting weddings every weekend. Um, I saved up enough to move into my own studio apartment. I got a new car. Um, I felt like I was thriving, like, as a millennial. Like, things were going so well, you know? I was like, cool. And so I forgot about the world race, and I was just like, I'm just going to live in my cool studio and drive my car and just live that awesome post-college life. Um, and so everything was going super smooth um, until about six months after I graduated, me and my friend got in a car accident. And uh, my friend and I were okay, but my car was, um, it needed to be repaired. So um, uh, my car was in the shop getting repaired and I had a rental car at the time. So two weeks go by, I'm waiting for my car to get fixed and I'm driving this rental around and um, and then one day, me and my friend go out to brunch, and I'm parked on a curb, and I thought I was off the curb, but I still was, like, parked there. 
and I made a sharp turn and I hit the rental, like right on the passenger drawer. Passenger drawer would not open in my rental. So my car's in the shop getting repaired. I have a busted rental and I'm like, wow. Like <laughs> I felt really stupid and I was just like, man, like God, why does all this stuff keep happening to me? Why, like, what did I do? Like things were going so well. And so, um, yeah, so I realized, you know, I get my car back from the shop, turn in the rental, had to pay a lot of money for that, and then I'm kind of in a financial hole, so I'm like, all right, I need to look for a third job. And so, um, during my interview, my third job that I was applying for, um, I hear that awful metal hitting metal sound during the interview. The lady that's interviewing me looks out the window, and I was like, was that your car? And then she was like, no, I can see my car from here. And um, I was like, whew, I was like, I totally understand if you have to go. I've had the worst car luck during the past couple of months. So we shake hands, the interview ends. I walk outside and I'm thinking, there's no way this is my car. There's no, I just got my car back, there's no way. Like, I'm spent, Lord, I've had so much problems, no. So I walk outside and lo and behold, there's my car. Someone scraped my car. It was still drivable, but they scraped it and didn't leave a note. And so in this moment, I just like break down. I was livid. I was so angry. I was like, I just couldn't believe my life in that moment because those three car incidences in two months. So um, I realized there's some, there's some changes that need to happen because I can't afford what's happening right now. So with the help of my parents, I get rid of my car, I move out of my glorious studio that I loved, <laughs> and I move in with my best friend. And, um, and yeah, I just laid low for a while. And so a month after moving in with my best friend, um, she said to me, hey, whatever happened to you pursuing the world race? You were so excited about it in college, and what happened with that? And I told her, I was like, you know, I don't really know. Like, you know, I felt like life was so good. Like after college, like I got a job and like I felt like I was like just building a career here in Portland and I just didn't feel like God was calling me to that anymore. And then the next words that she said, um, which I'll never forget, like I knew like what she said came straight from the Lord and she was like, I really think you should apply. Like I really, really think that you should go. And I was like, all right, I got nothing to lose, so might as well. So, um, so I did, I applied. A month later, I got accepted. And I was going on the world race. This had been kind of a forgotten, buried dream of mine in college, and it was coming true. And I'd like to say that after um, I signed up and was getting ready to go on the world race, that th everything fell into place, but it still didn't. Um, I told my parents, hey, I'm going on the world race. Like, I didn't ask you, I'm just telling you, I'm going. <laughs> and, um, but like I said, like, I still struggled, like, with, like, getting my parents' approval. And um, they were still, like, you know, the next excuse besides, like, I'm like, I did what you said, I graduated from college. They told me now is, like, well, what about your job? And, like, what about, you know, benefits? Like, you're, you're going to turn 26 soon. Like, you won't be under our, like, benefits anymore. And, like, what about insurance? And just all this stuff, and um, you know, they talked about all the things that I was gonna give up. And then I started like hearing all these voices, like um, 
telling me like, oh, like you've never, like you've never been hardcore backpacking before and like you've never gone on a long-term camping trip and you're terrified of bugs and like harsh living conditions and all the crazy things missionaries go through. Like, you know, and then I started thinking about my past and like, you know, I started feeling like, wow, like am I even Christian enough for this trip, you know? Like I, you know, I've, I've had a troubled past, like, um, like I, I started to feel like I wasn't worthy and all these voices like fear and doubt just crept in. And, um, and so, you know, and then I, I was just fighting all of the opinions around me, fighting my parents telling me, like, this isn't for you, like, you need to focus on your future, and all my fears and stuff that just kept growing and growing. Um, but as time went on, you know, I, the, I heard the Lord tell me, this is what I've called you to do, so I'm going to make a way. Um, one of the biggest hesitations for me going was the amount of money I had to raise to go. So to go on an 11-month mission trip overseas, it costs $16,000. And I was like, how am I going to raise that money? <laughs> and so slowly but surely, though, the Lord started providing for me. I sent out support letters. I, I wasn't involved in a local church at the time, but people from all walks of life started donating. Even my friends that didn't even believe in God, but they were like, I believe in what you're doing. And they're like, I want to support you. I, I can't wait to read your blogs and hear about all the things that you're doing out there. Um, and, but the biggest thing was like my parents were still not quite on board with me. Um, so I realized slowly like the Lord was preparing my heart for this trip but he was also softening my parents' hearts along the way. Um, and so about a month before my launch to leave for the world race, I had $10,000, or yeah, $10,000 raised already, which I was so blown away with. Um, the Lord just completely provided, and I knew like, all right, this is happening. Like I've reached at least the leaving deadline to go. But about a month before I left, um, my dad called me, and um, we had a really good talk on the phone. And um, I'll never forget what he said to me, but he said, you know what? I see that this is what the Lord has called you to do, and I'm so proud of you. And he's like, I know that um, me and your mom, you know, we haven't been as emotionally supportive of you going, but that's because we're scared. You know, you're leaving to the, all these third world countries that we've never been to, we can't protect you. Um, we don't know what's out there. But you know what? The Lord has showed me that you are so much safer in his arms than in mine. And he told me he was so thankful and proud of me for pursuing this call that God had on my life. And he said, I, I realized that I raised you to release you. So go to the nations if this is something that you feel like um, God is calling you to do. And so, a month later, I get on a plane, first stop, South or Central America. And so, um, yeah, the journey to going on the race and just, um, there was a lot of doubt, fear and doubt that seemed to just over, like, overwhelm me at times, like, while I was going. Um, but yeah, I just really want to encourage you guys, like, if you feel like God is calling you to something, it doesn't have to be missions, but something in your life that you feel like it seems impossible or like, you know, it, it just doesn't seem like, um, 
yeah, if it seems impossible, um, I just want to encourage you, do not lose faith. Um, because something that one of my mentors told me while I was getting ready and preparing for this trip was that um, God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. And no matter what, he will provide a way. If this is something that he is destined in your heart to do, um, he's going to make a way. And, um, and so, yeah, all those voices of fear and doubt, like, those still, like, even as I was leaving, they were still, like, I was still scared of bugs, and I was still scared of, like, all this stuff, but, you know, I'm a living testament. I made it, like, 11 months later, here I am to tell the story, like, about the world race, and, um, and yeah, I just want to encourage you to just remember that, like, um, God knows your heart, and he knows your dreams, and I think God really wants, like, whatever it is in your heart um, for you to pursue them as well. So, um, yeah, just remember that all, the, basically, like, the voice that you listen to is the voice that you belong to. And so God taught me that, like, you know, I belong to him before I belong to even, like, people like my parents, which is really hard, but he showed me that, and he's showing them as well. So thanks for letting me share. Yeah. <laughs> the voice that you listen to is the one that you belong to. Whoa. That's a mic drop. Thanks, B, for sharing your story. Thanks for sharing your faith. I just encourage you, if you're here tonight and things have been rolling around in your spirit and you wonder how to make those things actually come true, Sometimes you just have to keep taping one step after the other, and God will make it happen.